Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode. And I don't know if you heard it just now, but I certainly heard it. The first time I said podcast, I think I said podcast. Uh, it started dragging out there. I think living in Tennessee has kind of started wearing off on me. I noticed that I start having that Southern accent on certain words. And I fully expected it to happen to me because I'm the kind of person that when I'm in a certain environment, people talk a certain way. I tend to just naturally pick up that accent. That's why when I'm in New York, it's very easy for me to start picking up a New York accent. Like when I say talk, sometimes you hear me say that on the show. It's because I've been living too close to Philadelphia and New York my entire life. And I just say things a certain way. So anyways, friends, if you start hearing me talk with a Southern accent, trust me, it's not being put on on purpose. It just kind of pops out by accident. But I'm going to try to keep it original here as the OG Tony as long as possible. All right. Today, we got Sasha coming on the show and she and I sat down to do this recording. And it was a long time coming to do this recording. And she is one of the few people that I actually sat down to do a recording with before I actually got in my studio here in Tennessee. She was actually one of the people that I really when I was recording in my house that I can't record in my house. It's too noisy. And I was having a heart attack at certain points during this conversation because my family was upstairs just being so loud. They didn't know that I could hear them because it was a new house at the time. So with that said, we're bringing on Sasha today. And Sasha, she has a very unique story to share with us. She titled her email to me, 
paying for John Adams selling his soul to Satan and the Illuminati. It turns out she is a direct descendant of John Quincy Adams, and she has some very strong claims about the man in this episode. But that's really not what the episode's totally about. It's about her, her paranormal experiences, and kind of like it was one of those things where what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing? Was it the curses and the real-life situations she's found herself in that led to the paranormal, or was it the paranormal that was putting her in these situations in the real life situations that she found because these real life situations she was in she was actually kidnapped and held hostage for 30 days and during that 30 day period she was raped every day and she actually got pregnant and chose to keep the baby she has one incredible story to share with people today and i know you're going to find this absolutely riveting at times not entertaining and very gut-wrenching but I know you're really going to gain from this conversation. And it's one of my goals with this show is to entertain you, inspire you, and educate you. And I really think this conversation is going to inspire some people today. And I really hope you enjoy it. All right, today we got Sasha on the show. Sasha, how are you? I think I almost stumbled on my words there. It's like, Sasha, on your show. How you doing? We were talking about being, you know, nervous and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I got, Hi. I'm I, okay. I got tongue tied there. Uh, so, Sasha, you have uh, an interesting story of your life. And uh, it it's interesting because, well, just as we were starting this recording, I hear a helicopter going over my house. That's really loud. Can you hear that? No, I have. Yeah, that's because I have 60 mile per hour winds outside. <laughs> Hang on a second. I got to check this out. Okay. Oh, man. That was um, military helicopters. Oh, they've been flying over my house too lately. Well, the past like six months. I don't know. I don't know where they were going, where they're coming from, but that's the first time I heard. Uh, military helicopters fly over my house since we moved here. So it's me. I'm telling you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 um, I actually had a lot of that happening in my old house too. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it could be me. Yeah, yeah it, it might be me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me get my ear pieces back in. We can get this thing back on track here. Um, okay. Oh, so Sasha, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> good, good. We just had a little uh, fun time there. We're, I'm not even sure if I'm going to take that out or not, but just in case I do, I'll let the audience know. Just as I hit record, uh, I, I started hearing this rumble and uh, sound like helicopters flying over my house and just wasn't going away. So I got up to look and it was uh, two military helicopters just buzzed over my house. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It used to happen to me a lot at the old house of Pennsylvania. Now it's happening in Tennessee. Maybe it's there's a common denominator here. I don't know. But why would they waste fuel on good old Tony? You know, so <laughs> I know. fuel's expensive <laughs> these days to just buzz Tony's house to let him know. You know, Be too expensive for that. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. They they got they, they they know who I am anymore. All right, so Sasha, it's good to see you, and uh, I think that. That, that actually what just happened with the helicopters really actually kind of plays a little bit with what I was just going to start talking to you about before we got interrupted, uh, which is that you emailed the show and uh, 
you gave a specific timeline on the email that I found interesting because you said it's been five years. I don't want to ruin the story, but it's been five years. And then just in the conversation before we started recording, you said it's been six years. It's been a year since you emailed the show. Oh, I, and- I mentioned that this morning <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> to my husband. I said, we, I said, I have to do this, honey. I said, I don't care that it's Mother's Day. This is my Mother's Day gift. I've been a year now. We've had to reschedule. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And, and so uh, it seems like there's been a lot of forces at work here trying to keep this from happening yes. because uh, you were like, very rarely does this happen, but sometimes it happens where we get an email and Lindsay says to me, you need to email this person or interview this person right away. And, uh, most recently, Joseph Grando was one of those, and uh, and you were one of those. And it seems like every time somebody pops up, where she's like, "I just really feel like you need to do this now and not put them in the in the 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 general schedule." Um, right. That's usually when it takes forever to get the interview done because there's always interruptions. You know, some. Yeah. So. Yep. No, it happens a lot. It's not just this area of my life. It's it's like any time I go to talk about either the stuff that's happened or try to get some sort of um, way out of it or a little bit of help with it. Something is always trying to stop me from doing that. You know, it's, it happens a lot in my life. So uh, I'm fully expecting an awesome conversation because of that. And uh, (laughs) we're going to have some fun and, and just have a good conversation here talking about things that you've been through in life. And there's a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma that's happened in your life. Um, you know, it, it, it ranging from uh, uh, rape and molestation to being kidnapped and raped uh, by the kidnapper uh, and what what came out of that whole situation uh, to the paranormal, obviously, to the fact that in your family lineage, you have John Adams and John Quincy Adams that are part of yep. your family lineage and the yep. esoteric occultic angle of that. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's absolutely crazy um, that you had to go through so much different things in your life. Uh, and we're just going to kind of bounce around and talk about things. I also want to make sure we hit on uh, the out-of-body experiences when it, can, it comes to the near-death experiences you had and things like that. So just lots of different things you've you've been through. And I think it'd be, uh, it's going to be a good conversation. And I, and I mentioned this to you as well. And I kind of want to gear the audience for this. Here's I want to pose this question to the audience, which is uh, what came first? You know, the uh, the the problems that resulted in the paranormal or the paranormal that resulted in the problems. Uh, As you hear Sasha share her experiences, uh, you, you might be finding yourselves in a perpetual state of the chicken came first. No, the egg came first. And so. Right. Uh, And I still go through it every day. I I wonder, I'm like, did this cause this or did, you know, I do this. And then that brought that on. It's, it's a tough, you know, war between the two. Yeah. So, uh, Sasha, let's, let's hand it over to you. And, uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit here. Uh, let's start off when you're in your early childhood, when you were about four, uh, the things that happened to you, the paranormal things that happened to you. And, uh, we'll just kind of progress from there. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so when I was four, um, I lived with my mom. She was a single mom. She got pregnant really young. Um, so she had my grandmother and her husband watch me quite a bit. Um, she was still, I think, kind of trying to live out her party phase, her young phase. 
Um, she never did drugs or drank. She was always home pretty early, but she would leave me to go out to the club. And, you know, I would always cry for her in the window um, and just scream because I, I knew the horror that kind of waited for me. So I was molested when I was four um, by my grandmother's husband. I really, at this point, don't know who knew, who didn't know. It was kind of a battle between my family um, about all that stuff. So uh, between that happening, I eventually told my mom and, you know, we went to court and because he was um, a firefighter, we had kind of a whole jury full of police officers and firemen that, you know, kind of took his side. And I'm not saying, you know, we have, I have family members that are uh, work and do that work that aren't like that. There's good and bad in everything. So I have nothing bad to say about anybody that on any type of force, but it just happened to be that that's how that happened. Um, so he got away with that. And um, my grandmother kind of just stayed married to him, but he wasn't allowed home anymore. So she actually would stay with me. She started staying home more, but I think she was so frustrated that she would kind of try to just keep me away all the time. She wanted me in my room all the time. So he, how do I put this? She, she changed the lock on my door and my bedroom door so that the lock was on the outside so she could lock me in. And I would scream. I hated it. I thought, I knew the moment she shut that door, that paranormal stuff was going to happen. And I always felt like, you know, how come she listened to me about this thing, about me being molested, but she can't listen to me about this stuff. And I, I just think partly she was young and she was very angry with all of it. Um, but I constantly, my, my dolls would talk to me. Like I, I explained this to her. I'm like, mom, as soon as you shut the door, my dolls talk. And, and I think years I thought I was crazy. And going back now, I know what I saw. I know I was not crazy as a four-year-old. I know I had traumatic stuff happen, but that stuff was real. Um, so I also had, that house was, I, I truly believe haunted. I mean, like I said, I don't know if it's my family, me, the trauma, but I know that that house had a lot of stuff going on in it. Um, I would see dark things in the corner, like in the corner in the ceiling of my room. And I actually heard a, a girl on another show that you did that was talking about that. And as soon as she said it, I was like, Oh, I know what that is. <laughs> you know, um, it, it happened every time she would shut the door. And I actually mentioned um, something about that house recently to her. And it, it wasn't that. And she said to me, you know, when I was little, I used to scream and cry. I didn't want your grandmother to leave. Because every time she'd shut the door, my dolls would talk to me. And I said, what? And, and I, wow. I'm like, are you kidding me? My mother, who was like the most skeptical, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't really believe in any of that. She doesn't want to talk about it. And I was like, what did you just say? Did you just tell me that your dolls talk to you? And she was like, yeah. She's like, I, I never really told anybody because I thought they would think I was crazy. And I told her what would happen when every time she would leave me in that room. And I think she just thought I was a bad kid, like trying to get out of bed, doing, you know, um, 
trying to stay up late or whatever the case was, but you know, that's not what it was. I was petrified. I was terrified. Um, it was my grandmother, actually, uh, she was watching me tonight and we had like, uh, the hooks that go in the back of the door and we had a bunch of hangers up there and she actually, my stepfather, who before he was my stepfather lived downstairs and she said they just bent right in half one night because she went screaming and ran downstairs and got him. <clears throat> and he asked her what happened. And she's like, the hangers, they just bent. And so we ended up moving out of that house. Um, but it was, it was a really, just everything was traumatic. It didn't matter what it was in that house, whether it was me being molested, whether it was my mom treating me a certain way or my dog talking to me. It was just, everything was always traumatic in that house. My brother got hurt in that house. He actually, um, he was in the bathroom and I don't know if something happened. I, he, it, the floor wasn't wet or anything. He just fell and split his whole chin wide open. And we ended up taking him to the hospital. And then my other brother got his toe. He got like the vacuum. I don't know what happened. The vacuum got stuck like right in between his toes. And they had to go in and take the metal piece out. Um, we had a lot of stuff happen in that house. And finally, my mom had had enough. And she was like, we have to go. We can't stay here any longer. Actually, the reason we left is because they, <laughs> she called the landlord one day and she's like, um, there's something crawling in my house. And my mom was really clean. I, I will say she had a lot of mental issues, but she was a clean, she cleaned all the time. We weren't a dirty family. We didn't have a dirty house. And the landlord came up with a jar and she had cockroaches full. There was like 50 cockroaches in the jar and nobody had any idea where they came from. It was only like a three family home. And my stepdad lived on the first floor. We lived on the second so there wasn't like, we didn't know, you know, who was there or if there was somebody that moved in with them. I mean, they, it's like they came out of nowhere. And so that's what ended up actually the reason we ended up leaving that house. Um, we ended up moving. Um, I think I was second grade when we moved. Um, I apologize if, um, you know, I go places I've, I've had a lot of, lot of trauma and I've done a lot of stuff that kind of makes my brain go elsewhere oh so here's another one um so actually in that house I forgot to mention this we actually had um I had all these stuffed animals on my bed and I had this little stuffed animal dog which actually ties into how my kids now have been mentioning things to me that I went through that my mom now is apparently telling me she went through, which ties into the other stuff that we're going to talk about. But my dog, I, I said out loud in my head, because my grandma used to tell me all the time, oh, just pray to God, just pray. And, you know, he'll take care of you. So as a kid, I was like, oh, I'll ask him for something and he'll give it to me. No problem. So I was like, God, please, Heavenly Father, if you could make this dog real. And the dog barked. <laughs> I shit you not, the dog bark, everything I love. And I was so scared because I knew for some reason, I, ju I just knew that wasn't God. Like God was not going to just make my dog 
up bark. Like if it was going to be real, it would have just turned into a real dog, you know, like, and I heard, and I'm like this, this it's, something's not right. So I told my grandmother and my grandmother is, um, Jehovah's witness. She's been a Jehovah's witness her whole life. Um, you know, I've learned a lot about different religions. And things. I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable about, you know, every type of religion. So I, I kind of pieced together my own faith. Um, but she was like, came running in. She's like, what's the matter? What's the matter? And I said, my, I asked, I asked Jehovah to make my dog bark. I mean, to make my dog real. And it barked. And she immediately took the, the stuffed animal, threw it in a trash bag, tied it up and threw it out. And she was like, that's it. And then that was the culmination between that and the cockroaches. They'd had enough. We had to get out of there. So, yeah, I, it's, I mean, the cockroaches for sure would get me. <laughs> yeah, that was the last straw. <laughs> uh, you know, I, with that though, it's probably not an important detail. I just need to make sure I can, it's going to bother me if I don't forget, if I don't get it cleared out in my head. Um, the cockroaches, are you saying that the landlord came up and, and gathered a jar full of cockroaches? No, no, no. She came up, I guess she found them in her, she lived in the apartment, um, Oh, the bill. I don't know if it was the bill. I don't know if it was the building next door or whatever it was. She ended up going in the basement and I don't know if she, she had to have gathered them up and she came upstairs to us and was like, is this what you saw? And my mother was like, oh yeah. And she was like, oh, well, they're cockroaches. We'll, we'll bomb, we'll do whatever. We didn't want to lose my mom as a tenant. And my mom was like, oh no, you're going to have to tear the house down. Like we're not staying. She goes, if you could collect that many cockroaches in a jar, like no way. But I guess she had gone in the basement or whatever it was. And that's, she had to collect them. I mean, where else would she have gotten them? <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so she came in, she essentially came in with an empty jar, walked out with a full jar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yuck. Gross. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know. I know. Yep. And we had never had anything. Like, I mean, we weren't, I had never even seen so much of a spider in that house, really. I mean, that well, I've had houses that, I mean, we lived in a house um, that was kind of a little more towards the woods and we had all types of spiders, daddy long legs, moths, whatever, you know, all the time. But I had never seen anything even in that house. So to come out and I mean, it was insane. Gotcha. Insane. Wow. This was a preview of today's uh, so member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.